Hallelujah. I love this season. What an amazing time to be alive and in the kingdom of God. Hey, do you guys have any old friends who you haven't seen in a while, but when you do see them, perhaps years later, you just pick up right where you left off? Well, although it's happened to me more than once, it's still very rare, and it's happened again here fairly recently. I ran into an old buddy of mine named Jason Quartz. He's a godly man who is madly in love with Jesus Christ. He's got a magnetic personality, you know, the type of guy that just brightens up the room with his dynamic charisma. He's always making me laugh with his great sense of humor, and he's consistently offering an intriguing perspective on life's issues. I love talking with this guy. He really makes me think. And no matter how deep the conversation goes, he's always right there with me every step of the way. And when we reconnected, I thought to myself, when you have an opportunity to re-spark a connection with someone as engaging as Jason Quartz, you don't pass it up. Instead, you relish and nurture that relationship. Then it hit me. Since our conversations are always so vigorous and constructive, why not record them and share them with my audience? Today's episode is called A New Beginning. Let's get into it. What's up, guys? You're tuned in to the Frontal Lobe Podcast, your source for discussion and thought-provoking insights into the issues that matter. I'm your host, Mac Finner. Join me as I explore new ways to navigate the challenges of modern life by shifting perspectives for a better tomorrow. And I find myself asking why. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Frontal Lobe, where we explore the obscure in search of core truth, shifting perspectives for a better tomorrow. I've got an amazing Christmas gift for you today. An old friend of mine is here with me in my studio, and we're going to be talking about whatever crosses our minds and or whatever God puts on our hearts. Jason, how are you today, sir? Hey, great to be here. Thank you for uh, letting me come be on your podcast. Yes, I'm excited about it. Listen, guys, I have asked Jason to be my co-host. So Frontal Lobe will now have two hosts. Instead of it just being me, you'll have to listen to two dorks. Jason is just as much of a dork as I am. He's a little funnier. Uh, he's very intelligent. He has a unique perspective on things, much like myself. Also, I'm extremely good looking. Is that what you were going to say? Is that what you were going to say? <laughs> yes, yes. You're extremely good looking. I love your beard, by the way. Thank you. I've been growing it for about two and a half years. Uh, for the first time in my life, I get compliments from other men while I'm in town. So nice. there's that. <laughs> That is good stuff. Well, I can't grow a beard out at the plant, but uh, every time I get a vacation, you know, I like to grow one. So, but I can't get one like that in 10 days, you know? Yeah. When you grow one like this, it means you're committed. <laughs> That's right. I figure I'm living my life as a monk, so I will go ahead and look like a monk. You might as well. So speaking of you know, living your life like a monk, you know, my listeners are going to want to know who this person is that we're introducing today. Tell us about yourself. What do you mean you're living like a monk? Well, 
Uh, at this juncture in my life, I have decided that what I'm going to do is live like a monk, so to speak. My life is just focused around following Jesus and uh, loving people as he would. Monks don't follow Jesus, right? Well, what kind of monk? I don't know. The only kind of monk I know about is, a, you know, like the ones in the Kung Fu movies, you know? <laughs> I mean, well, you know, they had other kind of monks. I guess the Catholic Church had monks, you know. And, oh, really? But, uh, uh, you know, just a follower of Jesus with, with the same sort of principles that monks have. Like a commitment to celibacy and whatnot? Right. They are single, married to God, uh, don't really chase the things of the world or uh, the bodies of women or... Any of that kind of stuff. Well, that's amazing. That's straight up what, you know, Paul says that we're called to do. He talks about, he says, if you're married, fine. But if you're not, then he suggested you stay unmarried. He did. He did. As, a, as a single man, he was saying that he wished that everyone could be like him and stay single and be married to God, be married to Christ and live their life out that way. He also said, you know, I'm paraphrasing that I know you can't. Some of you can't, and uh, it's better to marry than it is to burn be, with lust, burn and and be overrun by your uh, hormonal desires and so on. Right, but, right. Uh, I have reached an advanced age where that's not as important as it was, you know, as the, to a younger man. I guess twenties. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So, well, praise God for that. That's uh, so. Are you okay with it? Are you satisfied with that, or is it a struggle? Uh, it is not a struggle. It was a struggle at first, but uh, I've gotten to the place where I enjoy it. It's very freeing uh, when I can focus solely on what I'm doing for the kingdom of God today. Uh, it just opens up all the possibilities. It makes me more peaceful. My day is okay. That's amazing. Plus, you know, to be honest, and I am not in any way discouraging marriage or relationships, I, but when there's not another person there that I have to consider right. their feelings or how what I'm doing might be misunderstood right? because they're having a weird day, I don't really have to think about these things anymore. I can just focus on trying to meet people's needs and seeing where they're at and what can I do to share the kingdom in one way or the other with them in their situation. Yeah, that's awesome. So tell our listeners a little bit about your background and uh, what you do. I think people, what they want to know is maybe your testimony and how, you know, how, what, what has God done in your life and how you came to be where, you live somewhat of a monk lifestyle. Well, uh, like most people uh, that have some sort of a testimony, it came through lots of bad things happening to you. Uh, so I have screwed up many things in my life. I have been through three divorces. And uh, regardless of trying really hard, it just did not work out. And even though I was a Christian, even though I was pursuing God, somehow the enemy snuck in and ended up destroying those relationships. And out of that chaos, I guess, out of that struggle came a more in-depth grasp on God and his love because, you know, he has never left me. He's never 
put me down or made me feel bad about anything. God has always been there by my side. So uh, rolling forward in my life, after you have years of that built up, or me anyways, I've decided that this is what I want to do, that after I studied about love and pursuing love and becoming love, like God is love, then my desire is to spread that love, to show that love to people, show his love to people, not necessarily mine, his to other people. Everybody around you is hurting. Everybody around you has got problems. Yeah. There isn't anyone who doesn't have real serious problems. Right, right. And so regardless if they're hiding it from you, they're out there. And as they cross your path, you have the opportunity to spread this love God has in one way or the other to them. It's not difficult, especially when you pursue God and he puts it in you, then there it is. So uh, these things kind of culminated together and made me what I am now. So how do you spend your time? I spend my time trying to take care of the needs of my elderly parents first in the day. And then after that, I've got quite a bit of people that I know that I talk to on a fairly regularly basis. I check in with them, try to find out what's going on in their life and how can I help them? How can I love on them and minister to them to help them through their issues? And then I just go along life just like you do. So, but, but you're retired. I am retired. So you love people full time. Is that what I hear you saying? You know, I never really thought about it, but I guess that's right. Yeah. That's, that's so whether it be your elderly parents or your neighbors or people you meet or people you know that you're just checking on, you're spending your time loving people all the time, full that time. Is, that is what I do. Yes. So this is amazing because, you know, this is exactly what we're called to do as Christians, of course, to love people. We love God and love others, right? So when you do love God, loving others is the next step. It's the natural response to loving God. He puts it on your heart. When we submit our lives to the Lord, he puts it on our heart to love others. And look, you said earlier, it's not my love, it's his. There is no love outside of Christ. None. So he is love. And so if anyone has love, it's from him. Right. I think there's a lot of things that we call love. You're right. Yes. And those are really physical, self-related type things. Real love, pure, unadulterated, refined love comes from God. Right. He places it on our heart and inside of us. And that's what I have to pour out to someone else. So, listen, moving forward, I think that both of us have it on our hearts to love people. And, you know, like I was talking about off air, that the Lord had put on my heart that he was giving me things to say that would help more people than those that I run into in my in my little world, in my right, daily walk. Right. And I asked the Lord, you know, are you going to give me a platform or something? Or, you know, are they going to give me the microphone at church? What What's going on? You know, what do you have for me? And then right away, this lady, Jenna Lee Samuel, approaches me and says that she's about to start a podcast mastermind class. Asked if I wanted to join up. Yes, absolutely. You know, Jenna the rest Lee, is history. Jenna Lee is a podcasting superhero in her own right. Yes. Yes, so, she is. How do you know her? 
I went to church with her and Stephen Samuels way back when we were all at uh, Freedom Christian Fellowship many years ago. Uh-huh. Back when we were all kind of starting out, I guess. So. I love Stephen. He's he's amazing. He is. He is. We had a lot of good times back then. That's fantastic. Okay, so whenever we're talking about how we treat others, you know, we've got to kind of start with how God treats us, right? He loves us so much. His grace is enough. He told Paul. That's right. My grace is enough for you because he had this thorn in his side, you know, that he prayed three times for God to get rid of. And he says, my grace is enough for you. And I think about like my back pain or my knee pain. And I think, you know, maybe this is kind of what it was for him. He had some pain, you know, that he asked the Lord to get rid of. And I don't know what it was, but I've asked the Lord to get rid of this pain but his grace is sufficient. Right. If it wasn't for that pain in my back, I might be a little arrogant. I think that's what was happening with Paul, that that situation was keeping him humble, keeping him in front of Christ and keeping him from being prideful. I mean, he was a very knowledgeable teacher. He was trained under a very knowledgeable super teacher of Israel at the time. And I think that's what was going on. It's been my experience, and I've seen it in other people's lives, that we pray all kinds of ways to get out of discomfort. Yeah. However, God shows up and does what meets the needs of the situation best for his purposes. That's right. what he does. And sometimes what he does is allow not only a pain, like I'm talking about, you know, whatever this thorn in Paul's side was, but sometimes what happened to Job is allowed, right? And so sometimes Satan is allowed to attack us and hurt us in some way. But I heard you say something earlier. You said Satan doesn't actually have any power. And I, my response to that would be none that he's not given permission to have. I mean, if you think about it, uh, he didn't create anything. He is a created being, right? All power comes from God. Ooh, that's good. All power emanates from God. There's not power that emanates from something else. He's right. the source, right. right? So whatever Satan has done, he did it with some borrowed power, right? right? However, in the New Testament, we find that he was stripped. Him, his demons, everybody, they were all stripped of that power. Jesus stripped them, paraded them in front of you know the hosts of heaven, much like uh, they used to do when in his time, you know, one king would take his army and go battle against another king. And you know the victors would kill off the army of the other side and they would take the king and strip him down naked and make him walk behind the chariot of the generals. And as a big parade in front of the people and the kings of the other kingdom. So and, Jesus did this with Satan. Well, according to Colossians chapter two. Let's find it. Let's look at that and read it. Let's for look me. it up, man. Hey, don't be afraid of your Bible people. So Colossians chapter two, starting with 13, we're going to go through 15. It says, and you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven all your trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. So it's setting it up for this. Having disarmed principalities and powers, 
he made a public spectacle of them, so, triumphing over them in it. So disarmed uh, is what you're talking about. He he stripped him of any power that he had. Yeah. And he paraded him. What, what was the next? Made a public spectacle of yes. them. Yes. Triumphing over them in it. So I like this picture that you're giving us of, you know, the way they used to do it back then. A king would uh, would be stripped butt naked once yes. he was conquered and paraded in front of the the conquering people. Tied up behind the chariots of the general that defeated him. And he'd be paraded in front of the king and in front of the people of the other city. The, the winning. So, you know, your Bible also says that we are more than a conqueror through Christ. Yes. Like Christ did the conquering. Yes. Right. And then he's made us more than conquerors. Wow. Through him. So he's made us generals. Wow. In his army. And so we can parade Satan around if we want behind our that? chariot. Butt naked. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. You know, we... It, it, you know, breaking it down in people's lives, you know, and, and hey, I'm not immune to the attack of Satan myself. Plenty of it has happened. And you find that the spiritual realm works on a legal system. Ah, yes. And uh, that legal system's in place. And most people don't think about it like that. But, you know, you can be sued in the legal system, even if you did nothing wrong. That's true. Yes. So once the suit comes out, if you don't respond or do anything about it, they win. And then they have the authority to take your stuff or whatever it was they were alleging against you. Right. So in the spirit realm, Satan comes along and alleges all sorts of things about you and to you. He's the accuser. Makes you believe things, speaks to you Ah, in your ear and makes you believe. And then what happens? It comes out your mouth. Uh-oh, it better not. I'm not going to be in alignment with his lies. So when you speak it out of your mouth, you have agreed with him. Right, right. Which gives him summary judgment over you. And, and permissions. And permission. He he now has authority and power to pull off whatever it was he was trying to do. You'll often find that you have one of those friends or somebody you know that just is under relentless attack and they can't ever seem to come out from it. Listen to what is coming out of their mouth because they generally are saying the wrong thing. Right. They're right. speaking in agreement with that. They, they yes. have a, they have some bodily function problems or they have a financial situation and they are speaking that very thing instead of speaking what something they heard from God or something they found in scripture or something that they believe from God's personality to be true. And maybe I did that earlier when I said this pain in my back. You know, I've been trying to believe that I'm healed, that my back is healed. And then I get this idea in my head that if I was completely healed, then maybe I would become arrogant and it's helping me to stay humble. But what if are are you saying that that type of speak, I'm actually allowing the pain to continue? I would Say not only that, but probably creating the situation that you're saying. So if that's the situation you want to live in, then you're speaking it into existence. Well, I'm, you're, I'm done with it. You're I giving someone the Ill. authority to create that for you. Wow. Thank you for this. You know, you're, you're absolutely hitting the nail on the head. And so I'd like to rebuke my uh, earlier statement right now in the name of Jesus and claim complete healing over my back and my knee. 
yeah. right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Because it says by his stripes, we are healed. Boom. So that's something that's already happened. Now, if it hadn't manifested yet in the physical to me, that doesn't mean it hasn't happened because those things which are unseen are more real than those things which are seen. Ooh, that's good. Also scripture, right? So I need to keep that in mind that, well, maybe I don't see it in the physical just yet. That doesn't mean it hadn't happened. You know, this is interesting. This actually w- makes me want to talk about quantum physics because, again, <laughs> again, what you just said aligns with what, you know, scientists are, are finding that this entire physical universe is made up of something not only unseen, but it's not even matter. All matter is made up of energy, vibrations of energy, and that's it. Right. So, you know, we have so much evidence that the spiritual realm is real, and yet when we dig into the evidence of the physical realm, we find that it's not real. Right. That's interesting to me. It's not as real as the that the which you can't see. Right, exactly. Now, hey, check this out. So I was on my way over here, and I was driving slowly, and everybody was going around me. But what I, what I was doing was I had started off having some praise and worship, and I was talking to God, and I just kept seeing these pictures of things and kept seeing these situations in my heart. And this picture here was you know, going back to speaking the right things. If your neighbor puts up a fence that goes across part of your yard, right? what do you do? I'm going to go ask him. No, I'm going to tell him he doesn't have permission to do that. And I'll give him an allotted time to get that fence down or else I'm going to remove the fence myself and I'll communicate that to him. Right. So you didn't go over there and speak in a way that agrees with his fence. Ah, yes. No, I did not. Taking part of your property away from you. That's your property. You own it. Absolutely. You didn't agree with that fence. Right. You didn't even say nothing that agreed with that fence. Right. 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 Why would we do that in the spirit? Yes. Not only that, not only did you not speak in agreement with that fence, but you took action. You got up, you went out the house, you went to the neighbor's house, you said, no, stop, no, and don't. Right. And if you don't, I'm going to stop you. Right, right. Right. So I'm coming with backup if this doesn't. Because I have authority on my property. Right. That's correct. He doesn't have authority here. He does not. Unless Amen. you get, Now, if you didn't do anything about that fence. Again, back to the lawsuits. If you don't do anything about it. After a certain time, that's his property. Right, right. If the fence stands, it belongs to him. Wow. What a great example. I love it. Yeah. So absolutely. Uh, so. This is fantastic. Listen, uh, I started talking about quantum physics a little bit there, but that leads me to think about other topics that that you and I can discuss on this podcast. And thus far, it's just been me talking. However, I feel like it's just not conversational, whereas what we're doing right now has a little more, it's next level authenticity, you know? And so uh, I think the listeners will appreciate that, and I'm so excited about it. But, you know, some of the topics I'd like to talk about in the future are like uh, how science keeps proving the existence of God and the spiritual realm. And uh, also, I'd like to talk about all kinds of crazy things like aliens and time sure. travel. And absolutely. uh Relationships is a big one for me. Absolutely. Uh, not just marriages, but your relationships with your children, you know, discipline and whatnot, but also 
your relationships with your boss, with your coworkers, with any random people. Right. Exactly. But when it does come to marriages, perhaps, you know, that not only will take up an entire episode, but multiple episodes, you know, with marriages, it's a complex relationship that lasts forever. For sure. But what are some of the topics that you would like to discuss? I mean, first of all, are you okay with the topics that I just I, talked about? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm a nerd like you. Uh, so I do like all those kinds of things. I don't always have the right words for things that happen in the quantum physics type realm, but I understand how a lot of it works. Right. Uh, so not real well studied there, but I find it amazing how various sciences keep having to admit that there's some unknown, unknown stuff that might be God or might have come from God. And then as soon as that report comes out or the story about it comes out, it's just buried so nobody can read it. So right. if you didn't catch it the first time around, uh, you're not going to get it. So I somehow seem to be in the right place, right time and catch them on the front first time around. And I do peruse some of that info. And I'm always astonished by God is bigger and in the smallest of the small, smallest oh, yeah. things, you know, and I, I do like all of these subjects. Uh, I'm really into people. It's an adventure that God will put people right in front of you while you're busy doing your daily life. And that person will tell you something about their life. They'll tell you a problem or maybe they're have they're they're blowing some steam off or something that should be your signal. If you're a follower of Christ, if you're someone who is blood bought, you like you you bought into the whole thing. That's your signal. They need you. They need something you have, right? And it doesn't always mean that we need to throw the whole Bible at them. You That's know, a good point. Yes. That, that happens to people. They throw the whole Bible. At, oh, you have a problem here. I got 15 scriptures to beat you up. With, We've right? got to let Holy Spirit lead and not just act in our, our, our flesh. As Christians, we right. tend to, we, we're at least tempted to throw the Bible at them and a bunch of scriptures and go, here's the answer to your problems. Yeah, now we mean well. Right, right. But we're just really operating out of knowledge, not love. Right. Ooh, that's good. And we need to operate out of love. We need to become love yes. so that we can operate out of love. We need to become the very thing that set us free, love. I was just telling a guy earlier that I rolled out of bed one day and about halfway across the room, God dropped something in my spirit. He said, flesh is the worst thing that ever happened to man. And I agree, you know. That's the thing that stands in the way. But all isn't the time. that, isn't that, I, you know, I've always, when I hear the word flesh, you know, the flesh kind of uh, being correlated with bad decisions, right? And self. However, I look at free will and I say, you know what? Free will comes with flesh. And God designed it. God gave Adam and Eve sure. flesh. And free will comes with Absolutely. that flesh. And that's the way he did it. Now, he didn't make us, he didn't give that flesh authority over us. We only, we can give our flesh authority over us. Right. But it's our job and our responsibility to take dominion over our flesh. Correct. And submit to the will of the father and commune with him at all times. And you know, you know, we're taking authority over that flesh starts at, and that is to take all of your thoughts captive, as it says yes. in the Bible. You have to ask yourself, why do I need to take my thoughts captive? Sometimes they're not even your thoughts. They're not even your thoughts. <laughs> Those are outside thoughts being brought in by demons or whatever, uh, even 
maybe past experiences or just piles of information you have stored up. But knowledge about things that have happened is not the same as what God can tell you about your situation here. Right. What, what God can show you is happening and how to proceed from there. We need to approach God about everything and yes. try to discern his will, his word, his ideas about this situation before we act on it, move on it with our own knowledge and our own history. And I would just go ahead and say our own pride. So, and, you know, uh, knowledge is also not as good as wisdom. And, and I noticed that a lot of people, when they're reading the Bible, they're reading it for facts. And that's, that is true. that's not what you really want to read the Bible for. You want to read the Bible to get truth and wisdom, not facts and knowledge. There's nothing wrong with knowledge, but let me give you an example of what I'm saying, because I don't think I'm being very clear. So knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Right. Wisdom is knowing not to put tomatoes in a fruit salad. Yeah. yeah. Which is much better. <laughs> that's an interesting picture there. I, when I think about it, I think of knowledge as something that you've learned and wisdom is that knowledge that you had put into action over a period of time. And then you brought that before God and submitted it. You've gained wisdom there. Yeah, exactly. So, so wisdom. Here are my experiences. God helped me. And right. then what comes out of that is wisdom. And a lot of his word is about wisdom. I mean, Proverbs, the entire book of Proverbs is about being wise, right? And prudence goes hand in hand with wisdom, uh, making wise decisions. You know, you have right. to be prudent and make wise decisions. And I like the way Proverbs, I want to say it's chapter 18-ish, right off the cuff there. But uh, maybe actually it's in two or three cha chapters uh, in that area where the spirit of wisdom is speaking out. Yeah. From the street corners, you know, and look, wisdom only comes from one place and that's God. And, right. You know, people have told told me in the past, ah, oh, you're so wise. No, no, sir. But I try to steward wisdom well because wisdom only comes from one place. And if he allows me to have any, then I'm instantaneously responsible for stewarding it well. And. Then, I mean, if I try to be wise on my own, oh, I will fumble all over the place and fall right on my face. And I'll, I'll like you kind of point, you know, pointed to earlier, you hinted at casting your pearls before swine. We, we throw the whole Bible at people when they're not right. ready. That's not wise. They can't do anything with that. Right, right. Exactly. We you, need to you leave them. You leave them wore out and more disheveled than when you showed up in the first place. Yeah, and maybe even with more shame and more guilt. Quite possibly. If what you were doing is religion-based, you're going to leave them with more shame. Right. We have to have a connection with those people, uh, which I think starts with understanding. And, and we're not even going to take a step toward understanding without love. So it, it begins with love, which only comes from God, and then understanding what they're going through, relate and then let them know that they're loved, okay? And you, yeah. you find a connection with those people because if you don't have a connection, you've got zero influence yeah. in their lives. And it doesn't matter how much peace or joy you have, how uh, how well you're doing in life, you won't be able to influence them to make the same wise choices in their lives if you don't have connection. For sure. 
But, you know, I find that you need to be in it for the long game. And I think that's where maybe a lot of church folks go wrong. They're going to be in front of this person for the next couple of minutes. They're going to throw out all the things, all the nuggets they have. That's and You're right. You're ho- right. And hopefully something happens. And if it don't, it's their fault. But I think that what this person needs is a friend. What this person needs is some kindness and some understanding. If you want to work some scriptures into that relationship, work them in later. Work them in when they're able to receive them. Because when people are at their worst and, and they're, at the, they're hurt or they're tired or they're beat down or they're mourning or they're whatever the problem is. They don't want to be preached at. They definitely don't want to be preached at. They definitely don't want to hear your scriptures. Right. Right. And just be honest. What they want is someone to befriend them. Tell right. them it's going to be okay. Show them, hey, I'm here with you. I've got your back. You know, just this week, an unbelievable cascade of wrong things happened to me. And it brought me down. And I was physically down, emotionally down, spiritually down. And I took two or three days off, believe it or not, to nurse that. Because, you know, bad things happen to people. And sometimes they get down and they can't get back up right at this moment. But, you know, a man sent me a text message and he said, hey, I got your back. I'm praying for you. Everything's going to be okay." And when he said that, things got better for me immediately. Wow. Because I knew that I'm not by myself. I'm not suffering in this alone. There is somebody who will not leave me who's going to make sure now. The average person today, especially people who don't know my Jesus, they aren't familiar with what a friend is. They think that when you approach them and you say nice things to them, that you have some sort of agenda that you're going to come in and hurt them once they open up. So immediately, they generally try to push you away. They tell you bad things. They call you names. They try to get rid of you. But when you're still standing there... And you don't move and it right. doesn't affect you. And it does look, hey, man, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but you know, your words ain't going to hurt me. I'm not going anywhere. You may have run some other people off that way, but like, I don't need what you have to offer for me to be built up and stay here. I'm getting it from the Almighty. Right. So the, your, your needs are met by the Lord when you wake up. Right. If, if you woke up with the need, like your peace and joy are dependent solely on how this other person treats you, then to steal your peace and joy, all Satan needs to do is have someone talk bad to you. Poof. Poof. It's gone. Right. So your peace and joy are not invested in how people treat you. And and that's why the love that the Lord gives us for others is unconditional. That's right. He gave you unconditional love. He did, in fact. And I was terrible. So that you can give others unconditional love. That's right. I'm here to be your friend, whether or not you're my friend. Well, I'm glad you're my friend. I'm glad to have you as a friend. thank you, man. No, thank you. Appreciate you you so much. I just want to encourage, while we're saying this, I just want to encourage people out there, you're listening. uh, If you are a follower of Christ Jesus, find these people. Become their friend. Take some time. It takes weeks, months sometimes. Become their friend encourage them and encourage them some more and hey check in on hey how you doing today they don't know how to deal with that they're going to respond negatively to you they're probably going to call you some names 
Stay in the game. Stay in the game. Outlast all the religious people. Outlast all the people who are just using and abusing them. Stick around longer with all your good stuff longer. You find that everyone with negative intentions, they melt away pretty quickly. They don't have any longevity in them. But if you're being filled with the Spirit of God, you can hang in there and you can play the long game. And eventually you can crack open this person and you can feed the love of God into them. With a simple text or, you know, once a month, even if you obviously, you know, you're not saying to go hang out with people with bad character because like First Corinthians chapter 15 says, be not deceived. Bad company corrupts good For character. Sure. So it's not like you're suggesting that you keep hanging around people who are steadily rebuking you and rebuking yeah. Christ. But I might go eat with them. Right. You know, I might do uh, some sort of activity, but but I'm not going to allow what they have to pour off on me. Exactly. And and if they don't see Jesus in you, where are they going to see Jesus? You might be the only Jesus they get to see. That's true. And and that is the setup. You see, Jesus himself left. Okay. And we and, and went into heaven. Body. Right. And now they need to see Jesus through us. Absolutely. Yes. Praise yeah. God. Amen. For the opportunity. And I'm up for the challenge and I'm making it my point in life because, you know, Paul said at the end, he said, I've, I've run the race. I've fought the good fight. And, and I'm hoping when I get to the end, I'm going to say the same thing. Like I stayed in the game. I ran as hard as I could. I fought as hard as I could. I loved as many people as I could. There ain't anybody on their deathbed dying, thinking about how they could have mistreated other people some more. Right. Okay, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, they are all like, you know what? I should have loved. I should have treated right. people better. I should have been kinder. Should have yes. loved them more. I should have gave my stuff. Because when you're dying, you find out that all the stuff you care about today don't matter. It does not matter. There's an eternity, and what you do in the name of Jesus, the way that He would do it, the way He's telling you to do it, that matters. That lasts forever. Right. Yes. And, and wouldn't, isn't it going to be nice when we get to heaven and we hear, well done, my good and faithful servant? It's my number one goal. Amen. I want to hear it. Well, uh, did we ever get to any other topics? I don't topics even know where we're <laughs> I think we, we chased a couple of rabbits there, but had great conversation. Got lots of rabbits in this room. What other topics do you? I, I would like to talk about entertainment. The entertainment that's out there today ah, and good. what's available to suit the type of lifestyle you're living or the mindset you are in or maybe even the mindset that you want. And now we've got a bunch of woke stuff. Even Disney movies are coming out with, yeah. you know, they have a woke agenda. It's absolutely it's all over the place now. Let's save that one for that podcast, though. Okay. All right. Because I'm going to bring the hammer out on that one. (laughs) For sure. Hey, you're a history buff, too. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Well, so, you know, earlier I talked about quantum physics, and you said you're not studied up that much. I'm that way with history. You know, I'm not studied up on history. So, I'd be interested to know, for you to share some of your knowledge and how those things relate to our lives today and how Jesus fits into the mix. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like... It's and maybe this is just me. It's it's hard for me to understand a lot of things that you learn without understanding the historical perspective of it. Where did it come from? How did this start out in the first place? 
What were people thinking back in those days? One of the major problems we have today at this generation, we look back at what was going on before us and we judge them based on what today's principles are and today's ideas are. But those people didn't have that. Right. They weren't privy to what we're doing now. We are the most educated, taught generation in a very, very long time. And we are as dumb as a bag of rocks when it comes to history and where everything came from. So you just described me. I, I, I'm, I'm dumb when it comes to history. Well, you're a good looking bag of rocks, sir. I'm oh, blessed. thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. But, you know, how about how about AI and some of the technological I would advances? would like to talk about that. You know, there's some interesting concepts that I've heard out there about AI possibly being the beast uh, talked about in Revelation. I'm all up in that ship, both feet. I just want to let you know. Uh, he said ship. With a P at the with end, ladies and gentlemen. S H I P, you know, in the water. Uh, so, so that's an interesting concept uh, that we could talk about. Uh, another thing, a, a guy came into my office the other day and suggested that I talk about self discipline. That's a that's a great topic, absolutely, and uh, that's very biblical, you know. And then uh, self control, of course, is a fruit of the spirit. Yeah. And uh, so, another thing that I thought of is uh, the rapture. A lot of people believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. Some believe in a mid, and then there's a lot who believe in a post. I'd like to discuss those things and see what the Bible says about that. There is a lot to say about that. And hey, if you're listening to this podcast and you just heard us say that, if you want to hear about that, please send Mac an email or respond to this. Yeah, to yeah. Shoot, shoot me an email. Uh, leave a comment. Uh, however you're listening or viewing, you know, we, we're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, yeah, uh, Google Podcasts. We're, we're all over the place. So and everywhere you hear it, you're you're able to leave a comment. And of course, you can always go to frontallobepodcast.com and leave a message there. I immediately get an email and uh, we will read all emails. Absolutely. So, Please uh, give until, us a comment. Until we're so famous that we can't. Oh, you my know? goodness. So I doubt we ever get that. famous, but. Hey, probably not. Let me tell you something. This podcast is now being listened to in nine countries and counting. Come on. That's right. Uh, that being said, getting my closest friends and family to listen is like pulling teeth. Well, hey, you know, <laughs> even Jesus said a prophet is not without you know, people thinking he's awesome and cool until he goes into his hometown and then nobody wants to hear him there. Uh, Even in his hometown, he couldn't work very many miracles because nobody believes. Well, I'm not going to try to equate myself with some awesome prophet, but the principle is the same. Yeah. Same principle. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jason, thank you so much for such an amazing conversation. And this is just the beginning of what I hope is a beautiful relationship and some amazing podcast episodes to come. I'm really hoping that we can be used by God to speak to a generation in a way that the common man on the street speaks to another common man on the street. Right. I have no intentions of being highfalutin, if you would, right, or extra knowledgeable. I'm hoping to just translate what I know to be true, what God teaches me or shows me. There are people out there. I know you're listening somewhere. You needed something in this podcast today and you caught it. And that's going to happen over and over again in future podcasts because that's the way God works. 
Right. So love it. Believe in it. Excited for it. Really want it to be organic like that. I mean, I didn't even bring any notes. Yeah. And so this is amazing because, you know, we're just a couple of guys talking. Goobers. Okay. That's right. We're just a couple of guys talking. And when we obey God, it releases his power into the lives of our listeners. For sure. And, and that's our goal here. That's all we want to do. And we, we're going to leave religion outside. That's not going to come into this podcast. I, I'm not going to have, I make war with religion. Absolutely. Not a fan of religion at all. Hey, one more thing. If you're listening to this and you need prayer for something, Absolutely. you leave that in the comments. Yes. And we're going to attack it. Yes. You know, there's no more powerful thing than the word of God spoken out of your mouth and over your situation. And we are more than happy to join with you. It doesn't take but a second to pray for somebody and believe God to act on their situation. That's that's your job. So why not do it? Yeah, drop it in the comments. We would love to pray for you. Absolutely. So speaking of that, why don't you just lead us out in prayer? All right. Our Father, I praise you and I give you glory and I thank you for this opportunity thank to you, speak to the masses. And thank you for my friend Mac here bringing us in. Lord, I pray for all these people listening in Jesus' name that a word that you have for them in their situation comes through, comes through out of the podcast, comes out of our mouth. Lord, keep us clean at heart and pointed in your direction so that we can flow in your spirit, flow yes. in your love out there for people and that everything that we say uh, leads folks to point back to you yes. in Jesus name. And I thank you for your blessings upon us and thank you that you bless this time together in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. We've got a new co-host, ladies and gentlemen, Jason Quartz. I've got to come up with a nickname for you. How about J-Rock? <laughs> that sounds like a cheap DJ. In the no, middle come of the on. We'll work on it. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us again here on Frontal Lobe, your favorite podcast. It seems that we'll be starting the new year off with a brand new co-host. Jason and I would like to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We'll talk again soon. Asking why. Thank you for listening to today's show. If you like what you heard today, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you get your podcasts. Drop a comment to let me know that you're listening and feel free to share. If you'd like to support the continued production of Frontal Lobe, please make donations through Spotify or on Patreon. Reviews and ratings are greatly appreciated. I'm truly honored and humbled to see feedback letting me know that this show is having a positive impact on my listeners. Stay in touch and subscribe now to stay up to date with my latest episode at FrontalLobePodcast.com. Until next time, remember that armed with an open mind and some divine wisdom, we can face the daily grind together with confidence and dare to reimagine life. Time.